0: All right, friends, if you're just tuning in, we say welcome, welcome, welcome. You've been prayed for. How many people are excited about today's message? And I say that every week. And if you're really excited, let me hear you say something. Oh, there you go. I, know it go. I know there was some little oomph going on there. That's good. We have a great time. And again, welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. I want to encourage you guys. To Check out our website at keepthepromise.org. Tim's got all types of good stuff on there, Uh, the the different teachings and stuff like that. So pass it on, share them, and we're going to jump in. So let me ask you all a question. How many people have enjoyed a little bit of this good weather? Oh, man, it's awesome. I mean, how many people have been working too hard outside? I hear you. I tell you, you can overdo it, can't you? But I was just sitting there thinking, man, I love it when it warms up. I love the opportunity to get out, ride a little motorcycle, hang out with my friends, a little cookout, a little cook in. I don't know, it doesn't matter to me, I like it, so uh, like you said, we're going to try to put a little get together in, I think, the f- uh, first part of June, so we'll keep you all up on that. So, you know, I love it, man, f- food, faith, family, fun, all that is good stuff, but I want to jump on in here and talk about the seasons of life. Now, we can cover a lot of ground with that. So how many people, let me just ask you a question, um, who, who's got a favorite season? What's, what's your favorite season, Bonnie? You ever thought about it? Spring. She likes spring. Is there, why is that? Everything coming alive. Anybody else? Somebody else got something else? What you think? Summer, beach. beach weather. Woohoo! That's it. Anybody else? Anybody else got anything? Anybody gonna say winter? I was gonna, I was gonna get your phone number so when we had the shuffle, see if you still think the same way. So we we like those seasons, right? What about, you like winter? That's good. You got a snowboard or something, man? That's good. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you a little tip. My wife is a school teacher. She likes the winter because she say, like, please, Lord, let, let us know we get off the day. <laughs> Yeah. And all the teachers said, amen, right? And all the kids said, amen. But to, I tell you what, there's something to glean in every season of life. I mean, there's different things. There's stuff that we're learning, stuff that's going on. We see that just in nature, but also in the supernatural. So this season at my house is really cool, you know? Jesse getting ready to graduate that's a cool thing gonna be going off to college so that's awesome getting ready to have a grandbaby it's kinda exciting Thomas and Alexa gonna have their first child so that's kinda cool what else is going on in our house mom you'll be out for the summer she's like that see that means garage detail for me yeah that means that's it I'll be doing that but there's a lot of different things going on And, And but I want to address this too we also know with the different seasons of life sometimes there's some tough seasons Sometimes there's seasons that we're going through loss, sometimes that we're going through sickness, sometimes we're going through doubt. And I want to try to pull through there today a few things, take about three points, and kind of really solidify that God is large and in charge, amen? So I want you to see that today. So there's all different types of things. I don't want to pass over anything. You know, I wrote a few things down that we might be dealing with. Sometimes we deal with difficulties. Sometimes it's, it's surgeries. Sometimes it's marital situations. How, how about retirement or unable to retire? Can I get an amen on that? Right? Yeah. (laughs) But there's good news regardless of the season that you're going through. Okay. God never changes. I want you to hear that. God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, everything in the world seems to change, but you know what? God is in control. And that's what I want you to hear today. The takeaway of this message is that you are not alone in this thing. Amen you got your brothers and sisters in Christ. But ultimately, we know that the Lord is close to us in every season of life. And there's something to learn through those things. So I want to start out with our scripture today. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. But we're going to be talking about Ecclesiastes 3. And for you guys, a little backstory on that. That was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through King Solomon. Anybody remember him? He was David's son. And when he was called to be king, he was kind of young to be king. Kind of feeling a little overwhelmed. You ever been overwhelmed in life? I was going to say, I thought I was going to be kind of lonely. Sometimes a little overwhelmed. Maybe feeling a little unqualified. Ever felt like that? Yeah. So we can learn a few things from this young man's life. You know what he did when he felt like that? He sought after the Lord. How many know that's a good place to start? How many know it's actually a good place to stay? And we'll see in his life that he didn't always stay there, but God is a God of redemption, amen? God is a God of restoration and bringing us back to him. So when we look at this, you know, he felt inexperienced, he felt overwhelmed, but he, he sought after the Lord diligently. And God says, hey, you know what, I'm going to bless you. He says, you know what, he says, what is it that you want? Now look at this, a young man's heart. He could have had this, he could have had that, everything else. He asked the Lord, Lord, give me wisdom to rule your people. Wow! As, 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 you know, over time, maybe your kids have done something that just really touched your heart or, or, or things like that. You just go, wow, that is awesome. Well, that's what happened with God. When he said, I want wisdom to, raise your, to rule your people, he said, you know what? Not only am I going to give you wisdom, I'm going to give you everything that goes along with it. And that's amazing right there, because what happens is is God continues to just bless and pour out on him, and so we see in this this short little verse here that he wrote uh, in a book of Ecclesiastes this is right here it says, "For everything there is a season, a time, everything under the for under heaven, active under heaven. Now think about that a lot of times. how many people have heard that? Where do you usually hear it? Okay, I wasn't expecting that <laughs> I was like. A funeral. Yeah, no, but then you said music. I, I didn't even think about that. This song, I know that, that's right. So you hear it in music, you hear it in different things, but you also hear it a lot of times in funerals, right? Today, we're not talking about a funeral, right? We're talking about the living, all right? We're going to be talking about the life that God gives us and that in abundance, amen? So I want to take a look at that, and what happens is, and in, in through his life, this is the man that was the smartest man ever in the world, other than Jesus, amen? God gave him wisdom to understand. He gave him all types of, of insight. And with that, what do you think he did? He kind of went his own way a little bit. Anybody ever done that? You can raise your hand about this high. Okay, y'all going to have to go high because I'm feeling lonely out here. Sometimes, we, you know, we, we know that God's way is the best and we go, yeah, I know it is the best, but I'm going to go ahead and do what I want to do, right? But we find over time that, you know what, if we had just held the course. How many know that sometimes we just got to wait on God's timing, Amen. God's timing is perfect. But what we're going to see as we read through a few few verses here, that, that after the whole deal, if you get a chance this week, do a little homework, read the book of Ecclesiastes, and you will see how Solomon had tried this and tried this and tried that and tried this. And at the end of the day, he says, you know what I, my takeaway is? <laughs> Reverence the Lord and obey him in all you do. After having all this, and having all this, and doing this, and the money, and the girls, and the and I guess the chariots, you didn't have cars back then, or whatever. After all that, he says, you know what? Reverence God, and obey him. So I think we can learn a little bit from that, right? God's not holding any good thing back. Somebody say amen. Well, let's take a look here. I got a few scriptures up here I want to run through here, and I want to share with you. And here we go. It says, a time for everything, verses 1 through 8. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to harvest. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to tear down, a time to build up. A time to cry, a time to laugh. A time to grieve, and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones, and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace, and a time to turn away. A time to search, and a time to quit searching. A time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to mend. A time to quit and a time to, time to be quiet and a time to uh, speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Now look at this. Earlier we spoke of the seasons of life. So I want to ask you something. If you got your notes, grab, grab this here. What season are you in? i going to get serious for a minute. What season of life are you in? And let me tell you, you might be sitting right next to somebody. They might be in a whole different season. Amen. But here's the good news. He's the same God in every season, amen? So let's look at that. I started out with this because I know this doesn't happen here. Sometimes we might be in a season of worry. That doesn't happen to anybody here, right? Preach on that every week. We could be in a season of worry, you know? I love saying this. Y'all get tired of it when I say it. I know it, but it's true. I've never met anybody that has worried a problem to an answer, amen? You just can't do it. You can't worry enough say, man, I would worried that problem. Now everything's all right. Now, you might pray that, right? You know, but so, so think about that. So if we're in that season, I want to encourage you, you know, because so many times it's easy. You say, well, buddy, you don't know what I'm going through. You're right. But God does it, he never changes. And that's why I want to build us up in God's word and on his promises so we can stand on the word of God. So when those times do come in, when those times are coming in and we're saying, what is going on? We don't have to worry. We can trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So let me give you some of God's word on This is a great place to take some notes if you want to. Um, Tim's got some of the stuff online as well. John 14, 27. Look at this. This is a little something for the warriors. Amen. I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. How often do we really enjoy the gift that God gives us of peace? Now, if we're trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ in the finished work of the cross, to hold our salvation for eternity, you think that maybe he can get us through today? I mean, he's got a good track record, right? Have y'all looked in the book, in the owner's manual? He's got a really good track record. And see, what happens is, the enemy wants to keep that Bible shut, keep a little dust on your Bible, so you don't know the promises of God. But I want to encourage us today to learn the Word of God and be students of the Word of God. Don't just be casual about it. Have that relationship. How many people remember when they first started dating their sweetheart? ooh, yeah, man phone call all the time everything else, what you doing now? what you doing? Denise told me when we were dating she says, you know, I like you, but you call too much <laughs> I just want to make sure I was the only guy on the line man, I was like, hey, what's going on? but I was, I was man, I was all about what was going on I said, man, I love this lady man, I, knew, I knew right out of the shoot, I was going to marry her it just took me about a year for her to con- be convinced that she was going to marry me, right? I said it's kind of like peat moss growing on a leg there, you know, later growing on a tree, you know? But those things, and, and so with those things, I, I had to trust the Lord in those deals. I said, Lord, I know you put this on my heart. So I had to press into those things. But it's a relationship. You look at a relationship with your friends, family, moms, dads, grandkids, and all those things. But what about the relationship we have with the Lord? And I pray that, you know, that we understand that through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can come boldly to the throne of grace because of what Christ has done. Amen? It's not about what you've done. It's not about what you're going to do. It's about what he did. What did he happen to say? Do y'all remember the last little words he happened to say? It is finished. Amen? So don't try to fix it up. Just receive it. Amen? So I want you to see today that we don't have to worry because you know what? He gives us the gift of peace of mind and heart. Mind and heart. I just saw that today. Mind and heart. See, we get our mind going sometimes. How many people say, I just can't get my mind wrapped around it? I work with a guy who goes, I'm just trying to get my mind wrapped around it. He's, I'm, I'm trying to figure this thing out. How does it flow? You know what? There's things in life that you might not get your mind wrapped around. But you know what? If you got faith, you can get your heart wrapped around it. Amen? That's what I'm talking about here. Well, look about this. How about a season of doubt? We got any doubters? I doubt it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we doubt sometimes. Well, I maybe. Well, maybe if it woulda, shoulda, coulda, right? So what do we do about that? I wrote down here. I said, doubt and worry, first cousins. They're traveling companions. I said, don't give them a ride or they'll want to drive. They will drive you crazy with the woulda, shoulda, coulda. Somebody say amen. Now, if I have a spent, if I would have spent as much time in the prayer mode, in the trusting mode, that I have in the doubting mode. I believe that my blood pressure would have been down years ago, amen? How about you? We could, we could bankrupt the pharmaceutical uh, companies with, this, with that one little deal right there, with our focus on Christ. Oh, well, you don't know. But you don't, man, you don't know? God knows. So w- what I'm saying here is open God's word and put everything up against the backdrop of the cross. It is finished. We don't need to doubt. Look what it says here in James 1.5. If you need wisdom, anybody need wisdom? If you don't, I'll take it. I need it. Amen. I <laughs> like, I take it absolutely. If you need wisdom, ask a generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. He doesn't say, "No, nah, don't you, you bother me, boy. You bother me." Now, a lot of you guys have been through this, and and Thomas and them are going to see it firsthand when this new baby, when you love your kids, they come home. Now, everybody's warned me I'm going to really, really love my grandchildren, so that's all right. That's good because you can send them back, right? Is that the deal? I don't know. But anyway, as they come home, they get off the bus or they come in from school. You say, hey, man, what happened today? What's going on? And they go, you, when they're little, they tell you everything. Oh, little Johnny had his big crayon. It was like this and everything else. And somebody was, you know, putting a crayon in the ear and all this and all that. I love when my, when my nephew was, I know I'm sure of this, but I, I, maybe he's watching it. My nephew, he's probably 24 years old. But when he was little, Uncle Bud was the man. Sometimes you just need that crazy uncle that spins tires, plays the guitar loud. I I was that uncle, right? And I I tell him, I said, how'd school go today? He said, it was was good. And I used to ask him this all the time. I said, anybody ask about me? He goes, "Uh, no. I said, okay. So next week will go by. I said, hey, uh, how was school? He's home. man, was good doing this and everything. Had recess, and I was the fastest one. I said, anybody ask about me? He said, "Uh, no. I said, okay. I was just teasing, right? So he's getting used to the game. And I said, hey, man, anybody ask about me today? He said, no, but I told him. (laughs) (laughs) What did you tell them? (laughs) So he, he flipped it on me. He's also, he's also, he's very smart, man. i tell you what, he, he's his daddy's boy. Cause I'll tell you what, he wanted to make some money one summer. I said, well, I'll tell you what, come on around here. I said, I'll get your sweep up a little bit, do some stuff and rake some leaves and everything up that like that. I said, okay. I said, we agreed on a price and everything else. I said, does that sound good? He said, yeah, can I get the money up front? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I just take the money up front. I don't know. Maybe I had a bad credit rating with him or something. I don't know. But he he wanted the money up front. See, he had wisdom. He was was saying what's going on. And you know, as we go through life and experience things, are we learning? My buddy always says this, where he says, hey, look, you're either a blessing or a lesson. Right? He says, you know, sometimes we work, he said, and we finish the job, and he goes, he was a lesson. (laughs) I said, yeah. I said, well, we're going to be a blessing. But look at those things here. So God wants us to fellowship and ask him stuff and talk to him. Yeah, he knows the deal, but isn't it nice? When your kids give you a call, isn't it nice when they they don't need nothing? That's all right, too, right? Hey, hey, how you doing? Isn't it nice when they just stop by? It's good, right? Mom's dad's helping me out there going, I don't know. Is that a trick question? No, but spending time and enjoying fellowship. And that's what I love about our church family. We are all about that. So how about this? Sometimes we might go through a season of need, and I want to talk about that. We get so focused on our lack sometimes, and, and we don't realize that he's a provider. But look at this it says right here, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. God makes all grace abound toward me so that I always have all sufficiency and abundance for every good work. Amen. Now, this is just something I learned on my garage cleaning yesterday. Amen. Isn't it amazing that God will talk to you when you're doing work or doing anything? Isn't that something? I mean, I always say he usually talks to me more in the shower. I hear him better because my mouth shut or I drown. But also, as we were cleaning the garage and we were watching everybody go to the dump and we were going here and and my neighbor come by and said, I got this big dumpster. You can throw some of your stuff in there. I said, that's closer. I like that. So I threw some stuff there. But when Denise got hold of that, we could just do it. She really moving stuff. I said, anything with a spoke, tire or a cord, don't throw it away. Motorcycles, guitar stuff. Because, man, mama gets going. She is purging the system, boy, right? Going on there. And I go, what about, oh, that's my stuff. <laughs> What's up? So you got you to ride shotgun on this thing. So I'm looking at all this, and we talk about the, the, the lack sometimes. Have you ever thought back, back to the Great Depression? That's when my mom, my mom's 89 years old. And my dad was, was right in there with her. And they talk about not having stuff. My dad would keep a three-legged table. You know? Oh, you never know, son. I get a two-by-four. I can fix that. Because he went through some hard times. He went through some different stuff like that. He had a bunch of lawnmowers he worked on. It. I mean, I, tell you, I was the only kid that had a five horsepower lawnmower with a straight pipe. He said, I said, Dad, we need a muffler. He said, You don't need no muffler, boy. He got a piece of pipe running out the side. I could go like this. Oh, had that little, you'd get a little turtle on there or, or the rabbit. And it shoot a flame out the side. But see, had to be careful getting up by the flower bed because you, you down that thing, you're allowed to start a fire. And see, I know what the deal was because he said, Hey, uh, what you doing out back? I said, I was cutting kind of the He said, I heard the lawnmower cut off. I said, Everybody heard the lawnmower cut off. <laughs> My goodness, go, ah. That's why I can't hear that good now, man. i tell say, a straight pipe on that thing. But you know, out there, but we had to. But we look at things, and how often do we focus on our lack instead of what we have? I don't remember this, but maybe y'all do. Y'all remember so many places that have the storage areas? There's a storage area everywhere you go. People pay big money to save their junk that they ain't gonna use, right? It is. And then cry if they go, oh, it got wet. I ain't seen it in 20 years. What's up with that? So we focus on, we gotta we got just hoard it up, hoard it up, hoard it up like that. What would happen if we focus on what God has given us instead of focusing on the lack? Now, I know there's some needs at times, and sometimes the things we've got too much month on the end of our money and things like that. But is God faithful in your season? I'm going to say amen. Look at that. Man, how about this? Maybe you're in a season of rejoicing. I don't just want to be on a negative note. I'm all about pulling it, pulling it out here. Look at this. Philippians 4.4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. If they tell you something in the Bible once, it's pretty important, right? If they tell it to you twice, it must be really important, right? So look at that. He says, Rejoice in the Lord. Sometimes you just have to make a choice to rejoice, amen. Now, I had one of my buddies I was sharing this with one time. He said, So, you mean you got a broke leg, you want to rejoice? If he's rejoicing so much, why don't you just pray for another broke leg? There you go, there's an a encouragement, right? But I tell you what, if you look past this and you look past, see, I'm sure Jesus wasn't real excited about going to the cross. You remember what he said? Lord, not my will, but your will. If there's another way, let's do it. But he looked past that because he saw us and said we were worth it. Sometimes we have to look past the pain. Sometimes we have to just focus on the word of God and keep on going and going and going. How many know that God's timing is the best? Have you seen that in your life? How many know it's a little hard to wait sometime? Anybody good at waiting? Okay, I'm in the right crowd. We want it yesterday, don't we? I mean, I'll tell you, we like microwave everything, man. I'll tell you the story. My stove broke down three weeks ago. Not a big deal. We don't use it. Right? We really don't. Not as long as Donovan's cooking. I'll just, say, I'll, I'll just go to Fratellis. I'm going to So we got that. And we looked down and said, well, I'll get to it. The microwave broke down the next week. Pandemonium. I had to go then. Because we like it fast, man. Anybody else stay on the go? Woo, 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 woo. We got to go, man. We got to go. And I tell you what, and Denise gets mad because Denise is a good cook. And she always says, you never want me to cook nothing. But see, we stay on the go, so that's my time to spend with my baby. I want to see here in the cooking and this and everything, and you don't want me to cook too much. I do an egg omelet, heat up pizza, and, what? and bacon. I move to the bacon business. That's it. That's about it. Outside, If y'all want breakfast, come on over. But other than that, but, <laughs> but in those different seasons of life, sometimes we just need to wait on the Lord. And no matter what season you're in in your life, and we could have filled up this page three or four times, I want you to know that we can still rejoice because we have a choice to rejoice and see past the pain and see past what's going on in our life. How many folks, I ask this from time to time, are glad that God didn't answer your prayer just the way you prayed it at the time he prayed it when you look back on it later on? Yeah. Come on now. You have? You know that's the case. Well, let me tell you what. God is awesome. Let's keep on moving here. So when we look at this, I had a couple of little things here. I said, so many times we've got problems and setbacks, but again, I want to uh, focus on this. We can still rejoice in the midst of our trial. You know, as a pastor, I sit down with a lot of folks that are going through difficult times. As a pastor, you go through difficult times. You know, the thing that amazes me is how people choose to go through that difficult time. See, what they've been pouring in and what they've been feeding is a big deal when, when when the time hits. And that's why, regardless of what season you're in in your life, I want to encourage you to study the Word of God. And I'd like to tell you, everything's going to be lovey-dovey, and you'll never have a problem. Your hair's never going to get blown or anything like that. Your car's always going to start. That's not the case. We're talking about life. But I'm going to tell you the life in abundance is not found in what happens. It's found in what happened at the cross, amen? That's the deal. Every time when you go through a situation, if you put it up against the backdrop of the cross, I think you're going to be encouraged, Amen? You say, man, I'm having a rough day. But Jesus paid the price. Hey, he paid my fine. Man, I don't know how. But Jesus took care of it. All right? So I want us to see that. So think about, as we roll through this a little bit, what season are you in? And I pray that God speaks to you about that season and encourages you in the word of the Lord. All right? Let's go. Now, next thing I got here is every season has a reason. And everybody goes, "Mm, hmm. What am I going to learn in this season? So let's start with the... Why? Anybody ever do that? We start out with that all the time, We're just being honest. When we deal with a difficult season in life, we usually start out by this, why? Why me? Why not her? Why him? Why me? Why this? Why that? And I think we're really wired like that. But here's the good news, when everything else changes, God doesn't change. Let me give you another scripture to write down. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. See, look at this here. He says, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Lord, help us approach our situations in life with the attitude of Christ. As we take our breath and we, we, and we, we have a situation come up, ask the Lord, Lord, what are you showing me in this situation? Not so much why. Because in those times, God can train us in amazing things. Now let me tell you something else. Have you ever seen when you went through a difficult time and then somebody else comes through a difficult time, you have been prepared to maybe speak into their life and encourage them? Don't let the very thing that you think is going to disqualify you, and I'll probably say that a couple of times today. Don't think the very thing that disqualifies you in your past will will be something that, that causes you where you can't be used in your present. Many times, because of what you've been through and what you've done and what you've dealt with and what you've experienced, you can be a blessing to somebody else on the front end of that. Amen? That's why it's so important to mentor somebody, to, to do, look into that next generation, to spend time with folks. You don't have to tell, well, you need to do this, and you need, and what you need, and people might just need you to listen. People might just need you to pray. And then we pray that their heart is open and, and acceptable, uh, receiving what God tells us to share in their life. Amen. Amen. If somebody speaks into your life, you make sure. That it lines up with the word of God. Amen. So we move from that. And let's see what else we see. We move to the what. This is where I try to get to when something's coming on. You say the what. Not why is this happening. But what is happening. Look at this. As we go through these different seasons. I pray that God cultivates a heart in us that truly glorifies him. It builds our faith and encourages those around us to press into a deeper level of what God's got. To gain a greater understanding, look at this, of His grace and His love and His mercy. Wow. Have you ever worked with somebody and they went through something? Somebody in your family you go, how in the world are they even standing? How in the world are they they able to, to even, you know, put their shoes on in the morning with what they've been, the hand they've been dealt? And when they share about Their love for Christ, you start getting the pieces of the puzzle. Because they're looking past the situation, they're looking into the solution, they're looking into the eyes of Christ that God is able and God is faithful. Amen. And it's hard sometimes. So you know what you don't need? You don't need somebody come alongside and say, Yeah, I told you so. Right? Anybody get any I told you so in their life? Everybody. You always got somebody gonna tell you, Well, you would have, shoulda, coulda done that. What were you thinking? right how was it you know but where do i go from here what can you show me lord what can you teach me through these things now i don't want to just talk about the negative stuff what about those seasons when life is good can y'all do that there you go when life is good man is it all about you then oh look at me look everything's good everything don't forget where you come from right Maybe God's blessing you in an area of your life so you can be a blessing to somebody else. Maybe, you know what, you're going through a thing there because God says, you know what, I'm going to see if I can entrust you with more. Somebody say amen. A lot of times, see, how many folks, man, if I just had a little bit more money, I learned this in the stock market. If I had more money when I tried to do the stock market, I would be even broker in the stock market because I didn't know what I was doing. I don't deal with that, right? So you think sometimes if I just had more, it fixed it. Heard a guy say a long time ago, as far as I just talking about money for a situation, on this thing. He said, it's not how much you, you make, it's how little you spend sometimes. Now, I'm sure there's other people that said that, but the guy that told me that was my pops. And if I would have held on to a little bit of that wisdom, things would have probably been easier early on in my life, right? But that's what happens sometimes. But it's not, God is not... Upset with you to get things or do things or anything else. I'm talking about during those seasons as we rejoice and during, the, during those seasons that we have been blessed, are we being a blessing to others? Are we glorifying God? Are we giving God the praise? I met a friend of mine, <clears throat> a new friend of mine, the last six months. And I will say the number one attribute <clears throat> of this guy is this he is quick to give the Lord the praise. Just his workout man. Go to, go to the gym, and he's talking. He said, man, the Lord blessed me with this business. Man, the Lord blessed me with this new motorcycle. The Lord blessed me with some health. The Lord blessed me with my wife. Lord blessed me with my family. He said, man, I said, yeah, man, this, that, and that. He said, man, I went through a tough time, but you know, the Lord blessed me through the middle of that time. He is quick to all, his, his mind is focused on the what? What will you have me to do in this situation? Man, now you ever had somebody, no, nothing ever go right for me. Shovel, lip, all, all that. I don't know why, why is me. Why? And you just want to be around that person, right? You just want to spend time with them all the time, don't you? Like, mm. But you know what? We set the atmosphere many times. At our workplace, in our family, in our businesses and everything. You ever notice that? People start leaning in to what you're thinking sometimes. But you know what? How about if they lean in to what God is doing? How about it? There's something different about you. There's something going on in your life. Tell me about this. Or tell me, how much time do we take? How much investment do we have in others? Not only when it's tough times, but in the good times. So look at this. How do we do it? How do we represent Him in each se- season? And so let me ask it this way What lens are you looking through? Is your view of the, the, the view of God, or is it through your lens? I could tell you at 53, the things that I value now are a lot different than what I did at 25. Amen. It really is. And maybe, you know, as time goes on, I like stuff. I like this and everything else. But you know what? My focus has shifted because you know what? I get cross eyed, I keep my eyes on the Lord. Now, let me tell you, I say this every week, I'm preaching to me first, I make mistakes, everything else. But the good news is, I know that Jesus doesn't change, and I know that he's in the redeeming business, and he's all about setting us back in the family. So when I blow it, I say, Lord, help me in this area of my life, set me back up again, guide my steps, so that I can move forward, because I, I don't think you're done with me yet. And I want to make a difference and be in that circle of impact every single day of my life. How about you? And I want to be, be a difference maker for the good. There's so many times. How many opportunities do you miss? A lot of times. How about that nudge? You should have went back there to open that door for that little old lady. How about you know what? The guy didn't have enough money for the coke and you could have done something with that. How about the lady over there is the worried you could have prayed for? I don't know. But I tell you what. Lean into that small, still voice of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you what. You'll know. You'll know. I think we really do know when we miss it. You know? We've had time and time again, we've talked about it in in small group Bible study. We're like, man, I I really missed out on this opportunity. Don't beat yourself up if you missed the opportunity. Sharpen your focus so you don't miss the next one. Amen. Let's keep on rolling with that. So when we look at this, I want to give you the whole story here. And I said we need to ask God to give us an eternal view. How many know that sometimes as, as we're going through life, we get real short sighted? Anybody else? We get short-sighted. Man, if I just get out of high school, man, if I can just get out of high school. And then you find out you might need a little bit more high school these days. Man, if I can just get out of college. If I just get out of college. Well, you know, even with those things. You know what? Are you, are you honed in and honing your skills in, in an area that, that's marketable? But think about this. There is one way to heaven. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So I'm going to talk about salvation real quick here. That you know what? That we have sin that separates us from God. And the remedy for that sin is what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He paid our sin debt in full. And we receive that by faith, okay? You can't add to it. You don't give enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. It's receiving Jesus Christ, the cross plus nothing, putting your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Well, you believe that. That's it, okay? Now, with that, I want to give you the whole package. When we leave here, the, the, the book says here, his word, the Bible says, Absent a body, present with the Lord. And then he says, each one will give an account, right, of, of everything. Now, I want to help you with this. Don't be, oh, my sin, my sin, my sin, my sin. The sin's already taken care of at the cross, you with me? It's done, as far as the east is to the west. But we're going to give an account on how we lived our life for him, Amen. I don't want to leave nothing undone. How about you? And I want to tell you, not to scare you, but I'm telling to prepare you, make the most of each opportunity to represent Christ. You know what I mean? And that's what I think we need to really focus on here. A lot of times, say, "Well, I don't know," you know, later on, I'll get, I'll get around to it and everything else. But I'm talking about living our life for Christ. And, and, And what I see here so many times is, we like, "Woo! I'm saved." I can do anything I want. Is that why he saved you? He forgave your sin. set you in the family of God so that you could be used mightily in the kingdom of God. Lord, help us to be kingdom minded. What does that look like? That means that we seek him first. That we ask God, Lord, how do you want me to do this? Lord, how do you want me to respond to this person at work? Lord, how do you want me to spend the money that you've blessed me with? Really, we're all managers of whatever he's given us. But I'm talking about our attitudes. See, if our I like calling it a heartitude. The attitude of our heart. If that thing's right, everything else is going to fall into place. As we turn around and we focus on God. You ever had anybody buy you something? How about this? You go somewhere and somebody buys a meal for you. That's kind of nice, isn't it? How about, this? How about somebody ever buy you a car? I know I'm talking about stuff, but I'm going to get to the big stuff. How about if somebody said, and and, and I'm not preaching on money, I'm preaching on principle about how much God has done for us. How about this? I said, said, Anybody got a house payment? How how about if somebody wrote that check and said, hey, we got that paid for? God has done so much more than that, not just stuff. He paid your sin debt in full. So so think about that. If, If somebody did something for you, wouldn't you, out of a gracious heart, Want to live for them? I'm talking about Christ now. Think about that. Lord, help me to have that that attitude. So how do I do it? I focus on him first. I seek him, right? And I turn around and I stay in his word and become a student of the word of God. And we need to continue to be a student of the word of God. Let me ask you a question. Don't raise your hand. Just think about it. How much time have you all spent on emails this week? Think about it. How much time we've been on Facebook? How much TV we've been clicking? How much of video gaming? How about all those other things? Think about that. Now, look at this. How much time have you spent with the Lord? Woo, got quiet there, baby. Everybody's toes roll back in. It's a choice. Anybody say this? I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Right? You better make some time. And, and people say, buddy, you're pretty busy. And, and I am. And sometimes I'm going like this, and I go, Lord, you got you to help me order my steps. But you know what? I, I, I tried to purpose in my heart. Lord, I'm, I'm going to go with you first. That's the deal. That's the how. Start your day with him. Do you pray when you get up? you spend some time with him? Do you do a little Bible study? Do you look into his word? When's the last time you try to memorize some scripture? If you look here, just give me the tools. If you look on the back of every one of these each week, there's about a mem- memory verse. Take that put it on your refrigerator. That would be good for me because I'm always at it. I would, learned, I, would by, I would have learned that by suppertime, right? <laughs> I ain't lying, man. That thing's right there, right on it. So I'm saying that there's tools there. How many people got a smartphone? All right. So you got a Bible app on there, right? I'm sure you got to keep the promise app already loaded down there, right? Because it's free, right? Think about that. Look at the tools that God has placed around you. Look at the people that God has placed around you. Look at his word and open it up, and rejoice in that, every season has a reason, there's something you can learn from that season, amen, sometimes it's not that fun, is it, it's not that fun going through some different things, but would you be willing to go through that, to save somebody else a little heartache, I pray that we were, let's keep on going, so what else do we see, God's involved in every season, how many people have ever felt alone, lonely, 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 everything's stripped away, right? give you some words to seal in your heart right here that'll encourage you, right? Take a look at this. I love this verse, probably preach on it about every other week because that's just powerful. Romans 8:28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. Now look at this. And we know. We got to get to the knowing part: believing. Look at this. That in all things, it didn't say some things, bad things, good things. It says in all things. Let me just rewind. How do believe that God's word is, is true? It's the inspired word of God breathed through, through the men of the Bible over the years. Look at this. And it says all things. God works for the good. It doesn't say God causes things and, and all this. He said he works them together for the good. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. As a pastor and just, just living on this planet 53 years, I don't always see how they're going to work together for good. But I know this. I know that all good gifts come from God. Amen. We're going to talk about that too. But God is not bound by time. He he doesn't lack any wisdom. He's all-knowing. And I have to settle this in my heart that I can trust him. Again, let's go back to this. You're going to trust the Lord for all eternity to save you from going to hell. Can you trust him with your relationship? Can you trust him with your health? Here's one. Even when it doesn't go the way you want it even when it doesn't go the way you want it. That's why we have to purpose this in our heart. There's a lot of things in my life that I've been through and I go, wow. Maybe even now I haven't seen how that's working out. There's a lot of things that I've experienced early on and I say, wow, okay, I've been through that. So maybe I can help somebody in that situation, you know? Serious note, I, I mentioned this before and this just popped tomorrow. As a pastor, you meet with folks that sometimes are, that, and we really never know when any of us are leaving here, right? But sometimes it appears very obvious that some might be leaving before us, okay? What do you say to them? Going to be all right. You're looking good today, right? You know, as I prayed about meeting with folks years back, I said, Lord, what do I say? What do I say? How can I help them? How, how, what can I say? I'm going to pray for them, absolutely. I'm going to remind them of the promises of heaven. I'm going to remind them of, of God's goodness. But right now, it's pretty dark in their life, Lord. And you know what the Lord laid on my heart over the last months, meeting with different folks in the last years? I sit down with them, if they give me the privilege to, and I say, teach me from what you're going through and what you've been going through, how I can help somebody else or I can help you. That's it. What is it that somebody said that was encouraging to, for you? What was it that somebody did for your family or brought by to you or spoke to your life that was encouraging that you could share with me. Because let me tell you what, they're going to know the answer. They're going to know the answer because they're living through it right then. You know what I hear most of the time? The comfort of God's word. Friends, family and fellowship. And just people loving on them. But see, what happens is, I want, I want to help, I just feel like I'm supposed to, you know what we do a lot of times if we have a loved one or a sick, sick one in the family or a good friend that gets sick? We go, I know I need to get by there, but don't wait. Go. Right? Well, I don't want to be inconvenient. You know what? They can send you home. You know what I mean? Just be open to what's going on and just say, hey, you know what? I was thinking about you today. I just want to let you know I love you. I just want to let you know that I've been praying for you. I just want to let you know I, I, I want to encourage you. Because the times in my life that have impacted my life the most have been people on their deathbed speaking into my life. They weren't even listening to their life. They were like, hey, look, 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 look. I don't know if I shared this with you. I got a story that just popped in my mind from a long time ago. You see these little pins right here? It says, keep the promise Jesus saves. We had these out for years. I went to a race over here at Langley Speedway years and years ago. And I had some pins. And I saw a buddy of mine, he used to play a little music. And went by, and I said, hey, man, you doing all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good, doing this and everything else. I said, hey, man, look, just want to let you know, Jesus saves here. He put that pen in his pocket. I'm going to tell you about two or three years later, he tracked me down. He had full-blown colon cancer. It was tough. And he said, can you come visit me? I said, yeah. I said, "Where are you? He was over uh, Norfolk General. Man, that's a maze just to get around. The guy took me right there. And I was getting ready to go. Thomas, you might remember this. I was getting ready to go. I was getting my shoes on. I was cutting through the garage and my water heater line busted. Boom! Spraying everywhere. Turn the breaker off. Shut it off. Where are you going? I said, we'll fix that later. I got to go. I knew that I had to go. And I went and talked to my friend. And he had all the family around the bed. man. The lights are down low and everything else. And I met a sister, and she said, they just gave him a bunch of uh, painkillers. She said, buddy, I don't, I don't think he'll even know who you are. And I walked in. He said, I've been waiting for you. Humbling, man. I've been waiting for you. You know what? You know what he wanted to talk about? He said, everybody's got to go. I want to talk to him. I was like, I, I don't want to cut into the family time." I sat on his bed, and he raises up. This guy had been laying down for, for days. He didn't think anything was left. He said, I promised my mama that my brother would know the Lord before I leave here. And he said, I believe God's going to use you to get that point across. I said, brother, I'll do whatever I can, but that's, that's God's business. But I'm available. I'm available. I never met his brother, didn't know who his brother was. There was a bunch of people coming in and out of the room. But right then, it was just me and that man. And he lays back, I went out there, I said, I think he's about out. So I did meet this sister, other family coming in there, I was sitting on the bed. And I started talking to this young man, on there, and he was grown. I started talking to him, and as I was talking to him, he, he had some more questions about what was going on and things like that. And I began to share my faith with him a little bit. And I've been telling him about the greatest gift ever given, that of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I began to share the gospel message. And I said, what would keep you, bro, from receiving that today? Yeah. And this is what he said. He said, nothing. He said, my brother's been telling me that for years. I didn't even know it was his brother. I knew it was probably some family. He said, my brother's been saying that for years. He said, but today it makes sense. That's not a buddy thing. That's a God thing. Sometimes God will use the guy next door, the lady at the restaurant, somebody at work. You ever seen it with your kids? You can tell them a hundred times, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And somebody says, what are you doing? I ain't going to do that. It's amazing. But I got to be a piece of that puzzle. God could use an ink pen that half the time don't even work. Three years later, to bring some long haired fat guy all the way over to Norfolk General and go, what's going on? And God worked through that. And that guy received the Lord Jesus Christ on his brother's deathbed. Isn't that amazing? See, in the enemy of will start getting all types of things coming up, right? I could have said, man, you know, dude, I can't come. I can't come. You know, my, 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 water, my water and stuff on my hot water heater is broke. How about next Thursday? I could have just pushed it off, right? I'm telling you, don't push it off. That, that little nudge in your heart, when those things come up, step out. You might not even know the full picture, but I do know this. I know that his brother went home to be with the Lord in peace because he knew that his, his brother had a relationship with the Lord. I really believe that's what kept the man hanging on living. He was fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And the peace that came over that guy after that was amazing. I tell you that, don't miss the opportunities. Let's keep on rolling here. What about this, some more good things that God's involved in, in every season of our life? Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Man, we could take hold of that. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. God's not trying to keep anything good from you. He's trying to get it to you. Here you go. Look at this, Isaiah 26.3. He said, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Let's learn something from that right there. Let's read it again. Read it real close. Look at that last part. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. You know where our problem is? Our minds are fixed on the problem instead of the problem solver. And we keep looking at the problem. And we say, oh man, it's getting bigger. Oh, what about this? Oh, what about Oh, what happened this? What about this happens? What's going on here? All these different things. But instead, we need to be focusing on the Lord. And then he gives us the perfect peace. Amen? All who are fixed on you. Man. But you know what? Here's the great news. Did you ever see folks through the Bible that, that were focused for a while and then they missed it? Moses. He's in and out a little bit, right? David. Adulterer, murderer, liar, man after God's own heart? How, how does that connect? Because they were quick to turn back from missing the mark and turn back to God. The reason I say that, because that's all of us. Starting here. And I want to give you the tools and the pieces of the puzzle to be encouraged that God's involved in every season of your life. You say, man, I, I don't know, but I just feel like I'm way out here. Well, you did Guess what? God didn't leave. You must have drifted. Get back into it. Get back over here and say, Lord, you know what? I need you. Look at these things here. Who else? What about, what about Peter? You remember Peter walking on the water? Lord, if it's you, just say the word and I'll come. What does he do? He walks out. And he's walking on the water. Got his eyes and his gaze, his mind fixed, right? Perfect peace. Those who trust and their thoughts are fixed on you. His, his, his thoughts are fixed on Jesus. And then he took his eye off the prize, didn't he? The wind, the wave. How about we just say life? Oh, Jesus. I spoke about this many times. What happened? That Jesus said, Let me stop the storm, make sure you're okay, put you in a boat. No. He carried him through the storm, puts him in the boat, and then stills the storm. You said, well, What's the difference? You might be in that situation in your life right now, and you take your eyes off the Lord and you just call out, and grab hold. He said, But the storm's not stopping. It's not going to stop till he gets you back in the boat. He's going to carry you through the storm. I want you to hear that. Somebody say, "Amen." God is in the business of carrying us through the storm, not necessarily stopping the storm. You know, it's like y'all remember. I, I just saw a picture the other day over there uh, on Mercury Boulevard. You know where they had all the rocket ships and all that. Y'all remember that? Anybody ever get on that thing? You know, y'all did. You on that little. My sister would get me on that little thing and spin it. I'm going, yeah, yeah man. And you want to go, stop, let me off the ride. You ever deal like that in life? Stop, let me off the ride. But God says, I got you. I'm going to carry you through the other side. I'm going to put you back in that boat. And we're going to keep on going across the lake. If you're in that situation today, be encouraged. You know what? Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. And I tell you what, we can look through all the time. Now, I talked about those guys that kind of blew it a little bit, right? I said, David. But then he ended up being a man after God's own heart. What about Peter, right? He said, I don't even know you. I ain't never seen you before. Denied him three times, cut the man's ear off in the garden, all that stuff. But on the day of Pentecost, God uses him to give the message of salvation for 3,000 people. The reason I want you to hear that is your life is not too far gone if you turn back to Jesus, right? If you turn back and say, Lord, use me today. Isn't that something? How, much, how many more grains of sand you think you got in that hourglass? I don't know, but I'm going to squeeze, I'm going to shake mine out like this. I'm going to still keep on going with it. I want every grain, man, and I want to use that for the glory of the Lord. God gives us an opportunity to refocus. I pray today, if if you're in any of these seasons, take that time to refocus on the promises of God. Amen? Everybody doing good so far? All right, I'm going to give you a little something here. I'm going to connect the dots and bring it home. How about that, right? We don't want a buffet line to be too long, right? Everybody's good. Take a look at this. Connect the dots. Let the Lord renew your passion. Come to him with a surrendered heart. If you feel like, you know what, maybe we're just a little dim in our walk, anything, jump back in. Turn around, Lord, help me, revive me, fill me today. Spend time alone with God. You might just be surprised what he wants to whisper to your spirit. How about this? Decide not to ride the fence. Come on now. The devil owns the fence anyway. You might as well jump over with Jesus. Boy, when I got saved, I was a rock and roller. Woo, Sunday I'd be sitting there like this, listening to the word. But Friday night, I'm ready to roll, up there, dancing, singing, swinging around, everything. See, I was on the fence, right? On the fence. But I kept listening to the word of God. And I I need to get off the fence. I need to get out of the mud and get in the flood of what God's got going on. But he was so gracious, so gracious to bring us to the other side. Amen. Let's keep on going. Remember that repentance always brings freshness and passion back in your life. We might as well agree with God. He already knows when we miss the mark. We know when we miss the mark. Why are we going to have... Well, I am. You know, everything else. But say, Lord, I really need some help in this area. I am not doing well in this area of my life or whatever it may be. I didn't respond the way I believe you wanted me to. And look at this. Passion for life is best when placed in the hands of God with a purpose. Everybody... Has a purpose. You say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm going to tell you one thing is, is this. To live your life to glorify God. And it might take on a whole lot of different attributes in that. But I'm going to tell you what. Folks that have spoken to my life over time, not really the necessarily the, the ones with the, the degrees and this and that and uh, seminary training, that is all great. God uses everybody like that too. But I'm going to tell you the reason I bring that up. It's the guy that you're sitting at, at the lunch table and, and you're eating breakfast with him. That it might just whisper something in your ear. It might be somebody that you help on the side of the road. It might be your neighbor that you just try to help a little bit over here. Or maybe they're helping you and they're whispering into your ear. You know? Now, I I tease about this. And and I love love eating out. How many people know I love to eat out? I got to tell you a story. We talk about, you know, as, you know, when people pass away and everything like this, what you're going to do and everything else. And my, and my ministry team helped me with this, and I said, you know, I agree with this. I really agree with this. I said, well, you know, when I, when I leave this place, I said, I know where I'm going. The Lord's good. It's all about what he's done. I said, you know what? I think I'll just be cremated and everything else. And they said, well, what you going to do with the ashes? And before anybody else could answer, one of my teammates said, you ought to just take a spoonful and throw it out in every parking lot where you eat that food. <laughs> like, I said, man, they better fill up that gas on that car because they'll be like, oh, he's over here, he's over there, he's over here, he's over there. You know, but that's what I love to do. But you know what? Not only do I like to eat, I like people. I spend time with people. I go to my buddy's restaurant. I don't care if it's busy. I get up here like this. I'll be eating like this. I'll be hey, how you doing? That's right. Hey, can you give me the ketchup? Yeah, that's good. I'm just hanging out because it gives me an opportunity to speak into somebody's life. You, you have no idea how many friends I got. Just from spending time with that. You know, spending time. I don't go, well, excuse me. Do you have room for me? I want to put my Bible down here. Excuse me. They're allowed to smack you in the head with a spatula, right? But if you just come and love them right where they are and say, hey, man, what's going on? You got room for me? Yeah. Hey, what's going on in your life? And got to open up that door. Connect the dots. Be the Jesus that a lot of folks ain't seeing. Because the world gets pretty dark out there. But I'm going to tell you what. As we shine bright for the Lord, we can make a difference in every season of our life. Now let me ask you this. What season are you in? And remember that God is with you in every season. And there's a purpose for every season. Glean what you can from that season to glorify God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today that we are never alone. And Lord, I thank you that... You're just amazing. And Father, I thank you that right now that you're touching hearts of folks online and folks that are here. And sometimes we just need a fresh start. And Father, I ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus to just continue to just purge our hearts of the world and fill us with the word. And if there's one here today that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day of salvation. You say, buddy, what do you mean? I've been to church before. I didn't ask you that. I'll ask you the question I ask everybody. If you die today, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? Well, I think so. I hope so. Don't hope so. You can know so. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of glory of God. Let me break that down. Buck Road translation. You blew it. Everybody did. Everybody did. Me, him, everybody did. But the good news is that Jesus made a way to restore us back to that family. Restore us back to who we are supposed to be and what he's called us to be. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We will be saved. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And I want you to hear that today with your heart. Because I want you to know. I want you to know. But what I need to do, the Bible says this. Just ask him to forgive you. Lord, I believe you, the son of God, come into my life, Lord. Forgive me of my sin today. I'm putting my faith and trust in you, what you did, Lord save me save me from my sin help me to walk in, in in this newness of what you're doing for me today and the lord says you're mine it's by faith you say i don't have much faith he said you don't need much faith you had faith that your car was going to start today you had faith that we'd be here today at 10 o'clock you had faith that, that, that you're going to leave here and go get something to eat once you trust jesus It's so much more there's so much more and let me tell you friends No matter what season, if you know God, there can always be a harvest of grace. Amen. Amen. Good. Give the Lord a hand clap, everybody. All right. We're going to sign off to our friends online. Friends, I hope you enjoyed the message today. I hope you were encouraged by that. Regardless of the season of life that you're in, know that you're not in it alone. You're never too far away for the hands of God to reach down, scoop you up, forgive you, and walk in grace. We love you. We'll see you soon. Share the message. Bye-bye. All right.